Okay, well, let's look particularly at this poem, Love and Duty, okay? Maybe we'll just have a look at each verse and then see what we can draw out from mm. it, yeah? I'll read you the first verse. Guinevere loved the king much less than she esteemed, and so of gallant Lancelot she dreamed and dreamed and dreamed. Well, in a way, here's a dilemma. They're just taking the surface meaning. Arthur is, is an elderly man. Hmm? Certainly in Tennyson he is, he's elderly. And Guinevere is a young woman. So if a young woman, under those circumstances of an arranged marriage, it seems it was arranged, is married to an elderly man, well, she may think very highly of him, she may look up to him, but she may not love him. And her fancy may be captivated by a younger, much more handsome man who happens to be around. So that's in a way part of the story. And I do remember, I don't think it's in Tennyson, that uh, there is an account of how Lancelot was sent on behalf of the king, King Arthur, to bring Guinevere to him after, I assume, their forthcoming marriage had been announced. Lancelot was to escort Guinevere. Hmm? But, of course, Guinevere hadn't seen King Arthur before, and she hadn't seen Lancelot. But she sees Lancelot coming along the road. She looks up from her tower, you know, the um, traditional tower, and she sees Lancelot. She thinks it's the king come himself to escort her, and she falls in love with mm. Lancelot. So in a, another Arthurian poem by uh, William Morris called The Defence of Guinevere, she defends herself, which is another angle on the story. But anyway, when she realises that uh, Lancelot has only come to fetch her, he's not the king, but she's in love with him, oh. but she's pledged to Arthur, she has to go and be married to him, but she sees him as a very worthy man, certainly deserving her respect, she admires him, she esteems him, yes, but she doesn't love him. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Her heart is set on Lancelot. Yes. So this, to my mind, represents a sort of situation where, in principle, we're devoted to an ideal. Yes. Something higher, which we recognise as higher. Yeah. But at the same time, drawn to and attracted by something very different, even though we recognise that it isn't, so loft or isn't so much of an ideal as what we have committed ourselves to. Mm. And I think that uh, people involved in spiritual life, including Buddhist spiritual life, can very easily find themselves in that sort of situation. As you look up to the Dharma, you know, that's what you're committed to. But you've got some other interest, perhaps, where your heart is. So it's a question of bringing the energy that is invested in that other interest into harmony with your spiritual ideal and, if possible, to integrate them. Mm. I think that's what basically it's all about, that first verse. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned before, but I've noticed sometimes when people have come to see me, maybe this is more in the past than in the present, we've talked about the Dharma, but the person who has come to see me doesn't seem very much enthused by the Dharma, yet it's clear they're committed to it, as their conversation flags. But if I happen to touch on something that that person is really interested in, apart from the Dharma, at once they seem to become more enthusiastic and they speak you know, more emotionally, 
And that can be something you know, quite innocent. I remember in one case it was someone's interest in photography. Anyway, that was where his heart was. Yeah. Not with the Dharma, though he was sincerely committed to the Dharma. He was like Guinevere in relation to King Arthur. Yeah. Hmm? And why is it so important that we need to bring our heart into yes. the Dharma? Why is that so important? Well, well we are our heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a verse in the Bible, I think, belonging to Jesus. Where your treasure is, there will your hearts be also. Mm. Yes. Mm. Your heart will be wherever you really value something. If you really truly value it, your heart will be with it. But if you're not wholly devoted to the Dharma and have some more important side issue, it means your heart is not wholly with the Dharma, which is ideally what you're trying to do to bring your life, your emotions, into line with, in harmony with, the Dharma. That's what you're trying to do as an older member. And how do we go about doing that? Well, first of all, you have to be aware. You have to have a degree of self-knowledge. And you have to interact with your spiritual friends and ask them sometimes what they think. You have to listen to them for their advice. It's quite a project, isn't it? It is. Well, it's not, in the case of an older member, it's not a project, mm. it's the project. It's the project. Did you have to work through those sort of things yourself? Your heart was obviously in the Dharma most of the time, but were there times when your heart was somewhere else, say with your poetry or something? Well, of course, I have written about the two Sangha Rakshitas. That's true. And you know, that's really a, another way of expressing the same problem as Yeah, well. yeah. Hmm? Of course, in the legend, according to Tennyson, Guinevere eventually recognises that Arthur is a greater man than Lancelot and therefore more deserving of her love. In Tennyson, that's his version. But sometimes we know that something's more deserved of our love, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we love them more, does it? No, it doesn't. No. 